Launched uh, Fox News Radio uh, some, uh, what, uh, 22 years ago, 21, 22 years ago. Does great work uh, with public relations at American University. You know well, Mr. Jason Molly, nice enough to give us a few here on uh, this uh, Wednesday morning. It is a uh, very good happening when you're on, sir. How are you? Oh, thanks, Jake. Very busy uh, day today. How are you? No question about it. Why don't we roll out the red carpet? Let's throw in a 21-gun salute. Uh, let's have uh, balloons popping circumstance for Gigi Ping uh, in San Francisco. What about that idea, sir? Well, you know, I think in a lot of ways you, you welcome a, you know, you kind of keep, you know, we've been keeping China at arm's length in many ways, especially with how things have gone over the last number of years. Um, you know, they, it's they're an ally in a way in you know, in writing, in a sense, but I think the tension is still there with many in the United States, and you know, not just with the American people, with the government as well. Um, but you know, I think the the usual, you know, kind of if you're coming to this country, you sh- you welcome, okay, and then it's going to be down to brass tacks in in, uh, in in the meeting between the two leaders, you know, as they get going. And yeah, I don't have an issue with. You know, welcoming. I think though, uh, once we get past the pleasantries, it's time to get down to business, which is, you know, basically, you know, China needs to uh, begin to adhere to some of the not only the uh, you know world concerns around what they do in their country with their people, but also a number of the the issues that they have uh, as far as you know hacking and spying and uh, other illicit things that they seem to turn a blind eye to unless it is uh, unless it happens to them. You know, putting aside the COVID stuff in Wuhan, you know, you go back to the spy balloon, Jason. You go back to the uh, the uh, what's happening in Cuba uh, as far as the bases that are concerned there from China. Uh, you go uh, in and around with the fentanyl, the poisoning, and the hundred thousand plus deaths of Americans. Uh, those are just uh, you know points of information to be on the docket. Uh, if I'm Joe Biden here in a room with G, uh, you would hope. I don't have a lot of confidence though. Anything positive will come out of that. I don't, you know, a lot of a lot of times these meetings, you know, they're it's a and I and I always I hate to use the word public relations and um, you know kind of a, a I hate to use the word dog and pony show, but that's sort of what it is in a lot of ways. You know, okay, welcome the country. You know, we want to show that we're still you know you know cordial in some ways, but you know, I to be honest with you, uh, you know, maybe something is said that oh they'll you know this. This was on the table, and we discussed this, and we had fruitful talks. You know, you're, you'll, we'll hear things like that. Um, I don't. Do I expect to see or hear anything of substance? I, you know, I don't think so. I don't think you're all of a sudden going to see, uh, you know, China's leader all of a sudden, you know, doing about face and you know, all of a sudden open things up and say you're right about this. We need to cut down on this. They'll. They, He'll say what he's going to say in a way that will make it seem like they're going to make moves, but he'll be very, I would say, down the middle and won't make any promises. Whereas, I, you know, President Biden will obviously press China on this um, as, you know, as far as what he can do more of. I mean, he can do, he can press and press, 
but China has shown that they are going to do what they want to do when they want to do it. No question. And even, you know, and I think that's part of the, part of the problem is that China feels they can do whatever they want, and they've been allowed to do what they want, that they do, there is pressure, but they obviously will much, you know, not like Russia, but they'll, they take that sort of stance as they thumb the nose and say, great, you can continue to sanction, you can continue whatever, we're going to go to, we're going to do whatever we want anyway. And that's the case, I agree, she smells weakness in this uh, White House, and thus uh, they do as they wish. Uh, no question about it. They do not fear the United States of America anymore. No question. Jason Malika with us. Uh, government shutdown Friday midnight. Now, the House yesterday uh, did a stopgap as far as keeping it open. Uh, and, uh, you know, listen, putting Congress on a path to avert a shutdown st- sets the stage now for kind of a broader funding fight. Uh, coming into 24. So we know about Friday, the Senate will next need to approve the measure. Biden will sign the bill if it's passed by the Senate. The bill would extend it until, I think it's the 19th of January. I think I got that right. Uh, I'm talking about military construction, veterans affairs, transportation, housing, whole thing. Um, the rest of the government will be funded until February. It does not include additional aid, though, for Israel or Ukraine. Uh, so, in essence, does Mike Johnson, the speaker, get this done before Friday midnight, Jason? I, I think so. I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I, I would be very surprised if all of a sudden this blows up. Now, don't get me wrong. We've seen crazier things happen, and we, we saw the last-minute deal of this just a month ago, and now we're, you know, we're back to the same place. But I think in, in where we are now is at least there is a better path to, you know, continuing the government to be funded. We're not seeing the same sort of, you know, tightrope walk that we had a month ago. Um, does it, is it any better punting it in a sense? Okay. We're continuing to fund the government two tiers until, you know, January and February. No, I don't think it's great for any government to, especially in the United States to run that way to continue to just say, all right, we're going to continue to push this, push it, push it, push it, and continuing to do this. It doesn't. It, it doesn't foster any strength in, you know, our elected officials to say, you know, why can't you just come together and and put together a package to fund our government for a longer period of time? Um, but I, you know, honestly, I do believe it gets done. It would be a disaster for both houses, both sides of the aisle, um, if this doesn't get done. You know, and and I mean that. Honestly, because right now, obviously, you know, Mike Johnson was able to do something in many ways that Kevin McCarthy could not, even though the numbers, the way if I read them correctly, um, were the same numbers and the same kind of bipartisan support that, you know, basically got McCarthy ousted. Um, So I I don't see the I, I don't see this being I don't see it turning around to where we're looking at it. And, you know, people in the government and other and others are worrying whether they're going to have paychecks starting next week. I think we're on a path to where they have this resolution. They continue to fund the government into 24 and then it's dealt with then, uh, you know, obviously Israel and and Ukraine money uh, needs to still at least be debated or at least uh, there are many on both sides that want to see funding. There are others that don't want to see Ukraine funded. Um 
that obviously is, you know, still on the table, but it's going to be debated, you know, in 2024. And I think, to be honest with you, I think it's probably, and I hate to say it this way, it's best for both houses, I'm sorry, both sides, uh, you know, the Senate and the House to sort of take a breather for Thanksgiving the way things are going, especially yesterday. No question, Jason Mollico with us. I mean, how do you like this now, besides the whole Eric Adams fiasco, uh, Jason? Uh, how do you like this whole thing at Floyd Bennett Field now in Brooklyn, where the migrants, you know, have pretty much stated, you know what, uh, this does not suffice. I'm on the bus. I'm going to head back. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, we, we opening up these facilities for the 120,000 overall as far as inundating New York City and its and surroundings. Now we have this mess. The funding is off the charts. You know, by 2025, 12, 13 billion dollars of a price tag. I mean, what a I mean, what what, what do they want? I I don't understand. What are these I, tri- better transportation, schools, uh, grocery stores, shopping centers are not nearby. I mean, am I hearing this right? Well, I to be honest with you, with when it comes to Eric Adams, he has. You know what's really disappointing is that over the last number of years, New York City was always known to have strong leaders. And yes, obviously in the eighties, you know, Mayor Koch had to deal with a lot. Um, you know, wasn't always perfect. You you know, you had a number of you know, not to mention, you know. Not to say Mayor Dinkins was, you know, perfect, but you had leadership in New York City that if the stuff needed to get done, it would get done. And to be honest with you, you know, Mayor Adams came in with a lot of pomp and circumstance and, way, you know, th- things he was going to do, he would be, a, you know, a change from the previous administration. Well, it hasn't gone that way. And it's he's actually put his foot in his mouth and his actions have done more to really harm the way people look at New York City from the outside than they did before, and I, you know, to be to be frank, it's it's really becoming a point where you and I know many New Yorkers probably have been thinking this for a while, but it's getting to the point where can we get solid leadership in this city? Can we get someone that can actually lead instead of having all of the other stuff that's getting away? FBI probes, you know, he'll say something and then do something else, or he tries to deflect uh, a statement and say it's not a big deal. He's trying to push things to say this isn't important. It, that's not a leader that any city needs, but especially New York City. They, New York City needs a leader and a mayor that is going to show, you know, not only by example, but also by the actions they do in office to, to stand up and prove to New Yorkers that I have your back. I can support, I can help you, I can make sure that there, there, are, there are things there to help you. And frankly, I, I, you know, the migrant issue, I understand accepting or whether it's a, another state shipping migrants to New York because they feel like this is a political push. But I also then, on the other hand, say, from a, looking at it from a public relations standpoint, if you have these migrants, and even if they were kind of, I hate to say it, forced upon you by another state, you still do have to deal with it. You cannot just sort of let it go, say, well, this isn't my problem because it was forced on me. You have to address it. And I think with all of the things that go on with the Adams administration, I think that it becomes more and more clear that he is, I'm not calling for him to be ousted, 
But I would say from thinking of it from a political standpoint and then from a, like a public relations standpoint, he is not really, frankly, doing a very good job at all from either side, politically or if I were advising him as a public relations or a strategic communications person, the things that he says and does are total opposite to what um, any sane communicator would actually recommend to a, to a leader. And I just think right now, looking at how he's handled this, I, I, it, you know, again, I'm not in New York City, but I do plan being from the, from the area and having family there. I do plenty of reading and do plenty of research in New York about New York City. And I'll be honest, it's, you know, I didn't think it could get bad, but it's, it, it hasn't been good for this administration. No, it's when not. Promised so much. You know, Jason, he'll go down as one of the worst without a question. Not as bad as the blah, blah. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> Uh, you want to go to the Dickens uh, depth there? Okay. But I'll tell you this. He has not been a good leader at all from day one. I still think if you had a viable, viable opponent other than Gerda Sliwa, uh, they would have given him a run for the money. Eric Adams has done a despicable job from all facets of leadership, in my estimation. I'm a student of the game as far as this is concerned with Mass, without question. One more for Jason Mollick of the debate, Miami, a couple of weeks ago. Listen, Nikki Haley's done a great job on the stage, without question. Tuscaloosa, December 6th. You know, I say, you know, first off, any surprises, Tim Scott, to you, sir, bowing out of this thing? And uh, also, uh, you know, put put the Santas on the stage, put Nikki Haley let him go at it. Let's see what happens. You know, I'm tired of Vivek as well. I've had enough of him. Uh, but in essence, we all know who's going to be the nominee, barring any uh, catastrophic situations. But give me a sense as far as Galusa and Tim Scott. Go ahead. Well, I mean, Tim Scott dropping out or, you know, kind of fading away here is, I, you know, I, I haven't been surprised because, None of the and you know again we're we're looking at a Republican Party that is basically for these candidates are trying to show they are either totally against Trump but see some things that could work or they are totally in Trump's corner and they are running as a proxy in a sense um, and you know out of everyone I I agree with you with Nikki Haley. I think she has had some very good things to say. You know, clearly she she's a little more savvy than the others, in my opinion. I agree. And frankly, you know, and I, I don't think that should be a surprise. Uh, she is, you know, you may not always agree with what she says, whatever, whatever side of the aisle you're on, but at least you know in some ways where she stands. Um, the, you know, as far as Tim Scott goes, it, again, no surprise. that He wasn't really, he hadn't shown a lot of strength. Um you know, I think in many ways, you know, Ron DeSantis, I, you know, he's just he's in it to be in it. Um, his his sort of spotlight, I think, has really uh, dimmed tremendously in the last year or not last year. I would say in the last number of months, because, you know, since he's been on the campaign trail, the um, vet has, I think, is just a. Honestly, I think he's just there to make a name for himself. I, you know, he can go around and you know say he supports Trump, but you know, again, you said it best, and I think we've been saying it, you know, for many months now. You know, there's a reason Trump is leading in the polls because Republicans believe he's the best one to represent them. But again, there's no one else that really can come out of this Republican Party that will be able to kind of overtake the Trump name. And even when, 
and if he is in you know he is you know charged you know he's found guilty in all of the uh, you know legal proceedings that he has going on you know he may be eventually removed from the ballot but he's still going to get probably get written in by you know thousands of people because you know even if you were to say all right Nikki Haley is the nominee even with a President Biden who we've talked about before, his poll numbers are not strong and you know, it shows in some ways where you know, the polls and the data has shown a year out that he's, you know, Biden's not as strong uh, against Trump. Uh, I, you know, if you put Biden against Nikki Haley, I don't see that being you know, like, oh, OK, Haley's going to be the next president because Biden's sort of struggling. So, again, I think with, when it comes down to the, this next debate, I think this is an opportunity for Nikki Haley to continue to show who she is and maybe do a little bit more. Whereas unless Ron DeSantis and the others change their tone or way they're going, uh, it's, it's really everyone. It's Trump and everyone else. That's basically it. And listen, it's a showcase for 28. You want to see Christie kind of do the same thing, the exit mm-hmm. regarding Senator Scott. I mean, Christie right now is in this for a panel job on ABC. Let him get a contract and away you go. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here. I say, uh, as we march on towards Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, to begin the year, always, uh, always a pleasure, uh, my friend, in uh, in having you on. If I don't speak to you, have a fantastic Turkey Day with your family. How's that? You too, and you, same to your listeners as well. I hope they all enjoy your time with your families and uh, be safe, everyone.